It's the turn of the Willennium, and a surprise box office smash hit series is finishing up its first trilogy. And it's not as good as the first two, but Carrie Fisher's in it. This week is week two of Febru Scary, and we're talking about the movie Scream 3. How Star Wars is it? Well, hello there, Mike. Hi, Josiah. <laughs> hello, listeners around the world, around the globe. Around Welcome the, to the Chicago show. area and then also the world. <laughs> yeah, around the Chicago area, specifically the northern part. <laughs> My We're trying neighborhood. To find Mike's neighborhood. We're trying to find somebody. We'll talk about that later. Welcome to the show. This is how Star Wars is it. We're trying to find it's, somebody. We're trying to find someone. A misconnection. Uh-huh. This is how Star Wars is it. It is a sh- the only podcast. And we rate things on a scale of 1 to 10. of Not of how good or bad they are, but of how Star Wars they are. That's right. You ever see a movie and you think, wow, that's kind of Star Wars? This is that. Yeah, this is what that is. But also, or, or conversely, you ever see a Star Wars movie and you leave all shitty and pissy about it, and you're like, "That wasn't Star Wars." <laughs> yeah, you pee and poop your pants, and you're like, "This is not." Have you Star seen that Wars? TikTok? That's like, "What have I been up to lately?" Well, and then it's like a rap, and she's like, "I make a de poopy, make a de pee, watch The Sopranos on TV," <laughs> and it's like it keeps going from there. But I think that is such a funny like line about like what life is like right now. <laughs> I haven't seen that, but I do remember seeing a TikTok a while ago about how it's like pee pee people that said pee pee poo poo or poo poo pee pee. It's like which one do you say? What what order it's in? Hmm. And it's like there's an English tradition. Yeah, like TikTok, like TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. It ah uh, pee poo. Like it has yeah. to be. It feels a little weird to say poo poo pee pee. Right. It feels backwards, even though like right. why does it feel backwards? Right. But yeah. Right. It is the like e e t ta. Yeah, the, like, oral posture of the mouth. Yeah. That's redundant, um, oral and mouth. It's the mouth posture of the mouth. Yeah. It's the pin number for the ATM machine. One time in high school, we saw a acapella group from a local college perform. That's redundant as well. Yeah, sorry. We saw saw an acapella group. (laughs) Saw an acapella group. And they were doing like, but it was like not even just acapella. They were doing like vocal jazz. Oh, sure. So it sucked. Um, Oh, oh, oh. uh, It was bad. Because I've heard a version of that that is good. There's a, Ben Folds did a college acapella album of like songs of his. And there was a like jazz acapella group that did Selfless, Cold, and Compose. And it like fucking slaps. Mm. But go ahead. There is good there is good acapella. This was not that. Um, but the song was about like communication or like words. It was like words, words, words. And at one point, one of the guys goes oral intercourse. And I was like, no, mm. we were, we were all kind of like, no, 
We're in high school. That means yeah. sex. Oral sex. You yeah. said oral sex Which up there. Which is sex. <laughs> Which is sex. It was anyway, very strange. Anyway, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. We're, we're uh, like like we said in the beginning there, we're, we're reviewing the Scream movies this month because there's a new one out that we still have to, have to see, but... Um, we we reviewed the first Scream movie like a year or two ago, and last week we did Scream 2, so today we're doing Scream 3, and again, the goal is to compare it to Star Wars. That's right, and I watched this movie for the first time completely recently. I had been in the room when it was being watched. And you're talking recently, like in the last like couple days. Yeah, I watched it on... Like Friday, and That's it is great. now Monday. Because I watched so, it like I also watched it recently, but that was like maybe a month ago. So I I watched a recap today, and I like remember like some of the kills and some of the like cameos and stuff. But I'm gonna yeah, lean on you for like the the synopsis. <laughs> lots of cameos in this one. Mm-hmm. Jay and Silent Bob are there for right. some reason. Very, very random. Very random. And, it, and to get this out of the way, we already talked about it in the cold open. Carrie Fisher's in it. Yeah, and she's playing a woman, a, an actor, a Hollywood actor who looks like Carrie Fisher. Yeah, almost in the up- way that Julia Roberts' character in Ocean's Twelve has to stand in as Julia Roberts during one of their kind of yeah. heisty moments. And they make and there's a joke where she's like, "I was up for Princess Leia, but I didn't sleep with George Lucas." Yes, it's, it's right. like a nice little fun, self-deprecating joke um she's in it for like a scene it's great and it's the most so that's a lot of star wars points right out the gate right if we're being completely honest here you know who and, else is in it speaking of um just our show um what's her face parker posey parker who posey. of course is also in josie and the pussycats <laughs> oh yeah that's true oh, yeah <laughs> and she's having a great time in this flick boy is she's she- She's given 110%. She's going... This movie is silly. (laughs) Yeah, this is a silly movie that is fully aware of how silly it is. So, like, it gets points for that. You know, not in terms of being Star Wars, but, like, this is a movie that of the the three uh, up to this point, there's only three screams that exist. It is, without a doubt, the worst of the three, but it is also, like, the... It, it, it is aware that it's the worst of the three and like leans in, which is like, oh, yeah. well, then I'm not going to hold too much against you. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I like like it. Yes. I liked the movie. Yeah. I was like, this was goofy. There was like, I didn't like it as much as the f- second one. I definitely, I, n- nothing compares to the first one because the first one's just like so browned breaking. I told Mike <laughs> we have to start saying that again. That's right. We said that in like, what, our first episode? Something like that. And we used to say it all the time. And I, someone said groundbreaking the other day, like on a TV show. And I was like, groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. I forgot about groundbreaking. It's so funny. Um, oh, it was in Search Party, which I'm finally watching the new season. Oh, it was so good. He's like, J- Jeff Goldblum's like a groundbreaking ceremony or whatever. And he's like literally breaking ground. And yes. I was like, groundbreaking. We should do a Search Party episode. We should, because I will finish it uh, semi-soon. Yeah. Um, at the very least, we'll talk about it on the Patreon. At the sure. Very least. Uh, what goes on in this movie? Okay. Let's break it down. <laughs> so in this movie... <laughs> so in Scream 2... The movie Stab 
has been released in theaters. Right. Scream 2 like centers around a movie version of the first movie being made in the universe. Yeah. In this movie, they are in production for Stab 3. Because this is Scream 3. So presumably, Stab 2 has come out. <laughs> Stab 2 has come out. Stab 2 apparently was based on the events of Scream 2. Mm-hmm. And then Stab 3 is just made up stuff because there haven't been any new murders but they have to make more movies and so it's just like same characters but it's all recast there's some great jokes where it's like no wonder david schwimmer didn't want to come back for this yeah like they recast tori spelling with the uh british woman who's doing an american accent whose name i don't remember yeah wait. uh, who's playing a very different role than she ever plays ever for the rest of her life it's very interesting um the and anti-vax lady is in the movie for a second but so stab three is being filmed in the universe we open with a a murder of a previous character who was very cotton weary who was very important in scream Two. yeah so just like what's his face jamie kennedy getting murdered in the second movie the idea that like if you survived a movie you make it to the next one and survive that one like that was sort of thwarted by the fact that what's-his-face was killed jamie kennedy randy and Mm -hmm. so like leah schreiber getting killed at the beginning of this is like oh okay so like at the beginning of any new scream movie no one except presumably sydney is safe (laughs) yeah and even this one they leave you guessing a little bit because there is okay we'll, we'll get there there is a part where Jamie Kennedy is in this movie because he, he makes a video in at some, the <laughs> craziest way. <laughs> at some point, this Jamie movie events. has like <laughs> five of those like moments yeah. where like something happens that is entirely inexplicable. The the voice changer comes to mind. And then also yeah. the fact that Sydney had the wherewithal to have two guns on her shin. So that if she were to use a wand metal detector, she would, like, be able to throw away one but still have the other. Like, you anticipated the bad guy asking you to use an airport metal detector? Come on! (laughs) All the mom stuff. Like, (laughs) also, it's like... Sydney's mom, that slut. (laughs) Early early in the movie, like, we're like, is she dreaming? Is is the killer there and messing with her? What's happening? And it's like... It's a lot of, it's weird, but Jamie Kennedy leaves a VHS message during the events of Scream 2 being like, watch this if I die. And, and, and even they, though it's, they coincidentally run into his sister who, for whatever reason, has that videotape on her person. Yeah. She's and her, like, the, his sister is the, the best friend from Princess Diaries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She specifically says that she came here to give that to them. So it oh, seems okay, that like, okay. but what's not clear is... Did they just find this VHS? Because it's been years right. since the last murders. <laughs> and like, did also, Jamie, Ken- Jamie Kennedy died as a college student and looks 38. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he aged during Scream 2. He aged a lot and then made made this VHS. Yeah. But it's where it gets really meta because he starts talking about yeah like, you're in a trilogy now you're in a trilogy now if if he's like if, if it's not just a sequel if it's a trilogy then normal rules don't apply right because sequel rules are different if it's the end of a trilogy yeah yeah and so and i feel like there's he makes star wars references i think that's that. right i can't remember what the monologue was there's but. a decent amount of star wars references in this in this uh that, that I, I clocked like most specifically being obviously carrie fisher as princess leia um but yeah 
at the very beginning of the movie, Sydney <laughs> is in. He, he was born in 1970, and this was 2000. So, like, presumably it was like maybe 99 when they filmed it. He would have been 29, <laughs> if not yeah, yeah, 30. Yeah. Me playing a 19 year old right. all the time. He so in the beginning of this movie, Sydney is in hiding basically. Like she is living in the boonies. She has a dog under an assumed she name. Is working on. She's working from home. <laughs> yeah. She was ahead of the game. She's working from home, uh, working for like a women's crisis like hotline, which is I think is a cool like job for her. Yeah, like that yeah. makes a lot of sense to me. Um, her dad is in the movie, like knows where he, where she is and like helps her out a little bit. But then there's this these murders happening to the people who are in the movie stab three. And so that brings her out of hiding because Dewey of course is working on set dresser. (laughs) He's like a, a expert witness kind of thing for a movie where he's like a consultant on the film. Right. And so he's there and Gail ends up showing up because of the murder of Cotton. Either um, that because or because okay, she got a really bad bang haircut. <laughs> oh, it's bad. The ba- Wait, were the bangs in this one? They yeah, were in this, this one. This one. The baby bangs? Bad, oh, they're yeah. bad. She looks the worst she's ever looked. <laughs> There's... There's um, they, she gets brought in because the cops specifically reach out to her yes. and bring her in to be like, we know you're an expert on these murders. We think there's something happening again. Because at so this point, she has you know written the book on the original yeah. murders and like is famous for being the expert. Yeah. Yeah. So we find out that there's like some bad blood that like Dewey and Gail tried to make it work, but, but it didn't there work. There used to be mad love. There used to be mad love. That. Don't get me started on how no words in that <laughs> chorus rhyme. It was a really deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> Look what you've done. <laughs> like, done? sure, the uh, the like short U vowel is in all of them. My, and, and I, listen, I love T-Swift. I and don't. I, <laughs> and I also love using rhymes in unconventional ways where because because like the least interesting rhyme to me is like i don't know uh the kind that's like and strife yeah 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 uh if it's literally the exact same like i would prefer uh wife and i don't know i i can't think of examples yeah but like if the vowel is the same and the surrounding consonants are different, like I prefer that than if it's just the same exact last four letters or whatever. Especially if but, it's a word that is like only a song word. That's why I say yeah, strife. Wife because and strife. like yeah, yeah, yeah. people don't. No one ever says strife. Says strife. Yeah. But in that song, baby, now you got bad blood. We used to be mad love. Uh, you made a really big cut. <laughs> Look what just look done. what you've done. <laughs> yeah. And also, done yeah. is suck. It's like very lazy syllabically. Blood, like bad blood, mad love. I like da, I don't ta, ta. I don't mind I don't mind bad blood and mad love. Like I don't yeah, mind that. Fine. You made a really big cut. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Say like, just, cat. Yeah. <laughs> You made a a really big... I don't even know. Put one more syllable in there so that it matches the previous one. Because bad blood, mad love. Cut. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. (laughs) It sucks. I used to do this bit that I said that Taylor Swift doesn't know how to rhyme. Yeah. And that was like my biggest... 
like the biggest offender is that song yeah um anyway (laughs) anyway what were we talking about i don't know you said something about bad blood and then i said mad love oh there's bad blood between gail and dewey but like we sort of get to see their romance re-blossom at the end of the movie that's the thing with horror slasher type movies is they kind of have to bend over backwards to start from the beginning again every time yeah you know and and so like that's that's why spoiler we learn that like the killer has to do with the killings of the first movie and it's like it could have just been a new reason <laughs> well that's the, okay that's okay okay spoilers obviously for this movie these are all gonna be spoilers everyone right. so calm down it we is, don't want to have any bad blood with you <laughs> we don't want to have any bad blood also apparently and i haven't like done a lot of research to confirm this but one of my friends who likes these movies told me that the ending of scream 3 leaked online before it came out and so they did reshoots to change it so that people wouldn't know what was going to happen so some people blame that for the movie kind of being a little worse than the other ones having done Um, zero research i think i want to just full out like a person on the internet say that's wrong because this was (laughs) the year 2000 yeah i mean and like video leaked to the internet and it was fucking watchable (laughs) no 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 no, not video like the script like the ending oh oh, oh, okay 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 the ending of the script leaked like someone somewhere like was like leaked who the killer was or something like that i got it yeah 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 yeah. not not yeah there wasn't like a one pixel i would yeah i was uh, like okay even if that's true you wouldn't be able to tell who the killer was (laughs) that reminds me there was this movie that my parents i remember watched and like it was such a specific chris evans was in it it was called like cellular or something and it's such a specific time period movie because the whole plot of the movie revolves around the fact that he has a camera phone like <laughs> slash i think a video phone uh-huh. and like it's it's the fact that he has a cell phone can call people from wherever he needs to be and also can take video is a huge plot point that's funny because that's that's a, a, a at least a small plot point in the original scream like what's a kid like you doing with a cellular telephone yeah, a cellular telephone a digital camera yeah um <laughs> yeah but anyway this movie is fun it's goofy yeah so the, the it, killer is killing the actors in stab three in the order in which they die in the movie script right so presumably it's someone involved with the shooting of the movie in that they know the script and there's a fun little wrinkle where it's like the script's been rewritten so many times they're not sure who's going to get killed next right and 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 it's also you know like in the sort of scream tradition now that they've established the killer works methodically to movie rules specifically involving sydney and the original movie at this point you know yes and so like dewey and gail are basically going by themselves for a while and there's uh patrick dempsey is a cop Mm -hmm. and he's very young and he's like working with them but he's also kind of a suspect because he seems to be a little obsessed with sydney in a weird way thing that these movies do well even in this movie which i don't think was very great i think it was fun i think it was drag Um, it's not yeah yeah it's very camp yeah but like i think the thing that these movies do really well is like nobody's not a suspect yeah like yeah, they yeah. they in fact they really make um that little mousy girl what's her name An- angelina angela um, yeah, yeah yeah angelina and and patrick dempsey both they make them both seem like very possible suspects and i i was in the room when this was being watched and i remember 
I thought I remembered that the mousy girl was part of the one that was one of the killers. She and I was really wrong. seemed like she would be. Yeah, and I, I like I thought there were two killers, and this is the only one that where there's just one killer. Right. If I'm Emily Mortimer is the mm-hmm, British mm-hmm. actress's name, and she's very young in this, and uh, sort of playing an ingenue type. That also this movie weirdly has a lot to say about like Hollywood. Yes, it's so totally. Hollywood, and also has a lot to say about like the gross, creepy practices of producers yes, and totally. Hollywood bigwigs like sleeping with mostly young, impressionable women to like get them parts or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, also like we produ- said, Carrie Fisher makes that sort of offhand joke about it, but then like the the big guy who's sort of the like John Carpenter analog. Yeah. Like the guy who's made a bunch of like horror movie successes in the seventies or whatever, like he he has this whole like cloud of like yuckiness around him yeah well and weinstein produced these screen movies too which is crazy because it makes me it makes you you think like did wes craven know about stuff and was like i'm gonna just be a real shithead to this guy and just like like, yeah get one in under him because like what's he gonna do be like you can't put that in the movie because then that's gonna be really suspicious if he's like don't put that in the movie um but anyway, it turns out, here's what happens. Here's what happens, everybody. A lot of stuff happens. Most of the cast gets murdered. They're all running away, blah, blah, blah. There is a voice changer in this movie that mm-hmm. can match any voice of anybody living or dead <laughs> automatically perfectly. Have you seen the TikTok of the, it's like a tech report that says like, Bill Gates is quoted this weekend as saying that all business meetings will take place in the metaverse within the next three years. And then the like stitch Uh. that the woman does is she's like, hi, yeah, I'm a tech support person at a large company. And here are some of the help requests I got today. And that she like goes through like tech tickets that she got that day. And like one of them is like subject line can't description (laughs) blank. (laughs) And like another is like subject line W2. And then the description is, how do I email myself my W-2 to do my taxes? <laughs> it's like, I suppose you would email yourself your W-2. Email yourself? <laughs> you've, you've described what to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're all things like that. Some of them are like, um, need the login for such and such website. And then her response is, we haven't used that web service in two years <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I, right. Are people going to use the metaverse to have their business meetings within the next three years, which is kind of the same thing of like, yeah, right. A voice changer can perfectly emulate any voice you've ever fucking dreamed of in 2000. Yeah. Two things. First off, when I worked in customer service for an, for an app, like in a startup world, the, the amount of like tech support we would have to do for things that weren't our app was crazy. Cause it'd be like, Okay. Is your go brightness turned up? <laughs> like go go to settings on your computer. Uh-huh. All right. Like click that. Like having to talk to people how to operate their own printer. Right. Like <laughs> it's like I don't know. It, my printer says out your... of black ink. What do I do about that? Okay. Go to Walmart. You're gonna want. <laughs> they're probably gonna have it. buy a you new know? printer like, because it's cheaper than buying ink. <laughs> it's cheaper. You're, you throw that printer away. Yeah. But like it was, it would just be wild. Do you like, have any we like would have kerosene or gasoline? <laughs> kerosene, gasoline, any sort, any fire starting yeah. liquid, Acetone. any fuel source. Yeah. Um, 
But second, what was the other thing? Oh yeah, it, the voice changer thing reminds me so much of Mission Impossible because I because in Mission yeah. Impossible Three, there's a plot point about trying to track and match Philip Seymour Hoffman's right, and they voice. make him say like all the different phonemes of the English yeah. language. And they specifically are like, show us these quote unquote science behind the voice changing technology. Right, because in Mission Impossible and, 2, it's just like, inexplicably, you can copy any voice as long then, as you're wearing a mask of that person. <laughs> and then post Mission Impossible 3, it's the same thing again. It's just like, we don't worry about voice changing. Right. It's just like in that one movie, they're like, we're going to try to show them how it works. And it but reminds me like so much of this. they've done the legwork to be like, yeah, this, this is conceivable. <laughs> right. And it's just so funny in this because it's just like, we went from doing, there's a voice changer where apparently everyone has access to a voice changer that makes you sound like the scream killer. Right. Even though, how does anyone know what he sounds like? Because everyone who heard his voice died like, or is Sidney Prescott. Like at this point, it's the merch from Stab, like the Stab franchise within the Scream universe. Like they're making yeah. a voice changer to sound like that killer. And maybe just like the filmmakers of Stab took an incredibly lucky guess. <laughs> They got so lucky because like, yeah. like, it's not like Sydney was like going to tell them, okay, so this is what he sounded like. His voice was kind of scratchy. It's definitely a male. Like, yeah, yeah. What's your favorite movie? <laughs> do you want to die, Sydney? Like, <laughs> yeah, she's the only one who's heard his voice that's alive. Like, yeah, she's right. not going to go and be like, let me break it down for you. Let me do a police sketch of his voice for you. Yeah. She, but, she, she gets like Billy West to come in and like do a bunch of just voiceover like okay um until he gets scarier, it right like like um slimier <laughs> yeah 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 do a little more nasal yeah. a little more nasal actually um but yeah they have a voice changer <laughs> can the, we get the tom crazi- kenny <laughs> the craziest one is that her uh, so sydney's in in trilogy fashion in big trilogy fashion <laughs> We learn that things that we thought to be true in the initial movies are not the whole story. There's other things going on. Sydney's mom is super important in this. They also slut shame her back and forth. Like crazy. Like when I watched Scream 4 with with Charlie and her friends, um, they were like, at least in this one, they stopped slut shaming her mom. And it was like, for real, though. Yeah, it's like like really out of control. In this one, it's a plot point is the fact that she was a, like a big whore around town <laughs> and she was no Sharon Stone. Right. You know? I want to watch Scream 1 again. That's a good movie. I know. Scream 1 really is good. Like nothing like Scream 3 to like remind you how good the first one is. Like there's yeah. the shot of like the boots in the bathroom stall, you know, like they, they're referencing yeah. the original movie a number of times. Um but so basically what happens is there's a big showdown at this like big Hollywood mansion. Right. The killer ends up being just one person. He's the director of the movie. It turns out he's Sydney's half brother. Right. Because because Sydney's mom was an actor for two years or whatever and was like sexually abused, assaulted by right. this movie studio executive and his friends and ended up uh, having a kid who grew up to be this director and he tried to go meet her as an adult and she like basically rejected him and so then he used that as like his motivation to 
give to follow her around film her infidelities give that to billy loomis who's the killer in the first movie which inspires him to then kill sydney's mom and then try to kill everybody else so it turns out it was this guy all along yeah it's the like somehow palpatine returned of the scream franchise it's like actually you know who is really pulling the strings of all the movies you've already seen which like the instinct there isn't bad it's sort of like oh i'm rewarding you for coming to the third movie by saying you know yes those first ones counted but actually they were all just puppets from this guy you know like yeah it's not like a uh, i don't know because that that thing never works out in a satisfactory way but it isn't like a bad idea to be like actually you know but like i don't know it's also because once again it's like you said the movie knows that it's a not the best movie right and it is already said what it's going to do when it describes trilogies uh-huh and so like it does the what it, rules or whatever it, yeah it does everything that it says it's going to do and it's not the most satisfying like thing but it also doesn't take away from the other movies to me like it very much feels like i could go back yeah and watch Scream 1 and 2 and see them as their own thing and not and not in the background be thinking, well, you know, actually, Billy Loomis was actually given this video yeah, by his whoever, right. whatever, blah, blah. Like, like actually, I don't feel... Ray's dad was a clone of Palpatine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't need... That doesn't ruin it for me. It right. just makes it like... It makes the third one f- fun in a goofy way yeah. and doesn't do anything to make one or two bad. Totally. Now, um... Am I still in love with Nev Campbell? Yes. <laughs> how how is my journey to become her mother going? Oh yeah, Not very... you want to be her mom, <laughs> right? I think I, I can't remember how we got. I there. already forget too, and we recorded that one week ago. <laughs> yeah, a week ago. Uh, st- st- still, I mean, as far as I know, she is. Hold on one second. My my mic is being weird. No 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 no. We oh, your mic. Yeah, no, not you, Mike. My Mike was being weird. Uh, She's still great. I love Nev Campbell. That's the end. Should we do a a quick Mon Day? (laughs) Yeah, you do yours first. (laughs) Welcome to Mon Days, baby. This is where we talk about Pokemon and Digimon. On a uh, Monday. On a Monday. Which it's Monday when we're recording this right now, too. Mm -hmm. This is like going to be a really true, a true Mon Day. Yeah. Um. I just want to come in and say, listen, I've watched a couple episodes since the last time. Ash still doesn't have any new badges. <laughs> He's still at his five, I think, was it where we were the last Something time I like checked that. in. Yeah. But excellent episode. Iconic episode. Goodbye, Pikachu. Or Pikachu says goodbye. And uh, so cute. Guys, this show's so cute. Pokemon's a cute show. It's for kids. It's cute. They they're out in the wilderness, and guess what? They meet a bunch of wild Pikachus. Oh, yes. And Pikachu immediately is like, huh? And then becomes friends with those Pikachus. And it's funny because, like, there's a baby Pikachu, but even though it should be a Pichu, but Pichu sure. wasn't invented yet. Right. Um, so it's just like a smaller Pikachu. But when Pikachu very sees cute. all the other Pikachus, does he do this? Yeah, he looks shocked. He's like, Dung. That, like I want to get a tattoo of, of that, of shocked Pikachu. I'm going to get a tattoo of shocked Pikachu on my face. <laughs> And I'll cover it up, and then whenever I'm shocked, I'll be like, "I did." So you walk I, through life constantly with your hand yeah. on your cheek, yeah. I did. There was these like I got like a 
temporary tattoo thing one time like called ink box oh yeah and they had they had one that was a shocked pikachu and i put it on my hand so that i could cover my mouth that's very funny. <laughs> which I, th- I was like that would be a tattoo that if i if i was someone who just got random tattoos uh-huh. i would absolutely get shocked pikachu on my hand so i could just cover my mouth and be like you know and so everyone could see how i feel yeah right um if you're a person who gets tattoos, please get, get shocked that. Pikachu on the back of your and hand. And send us an Instagram, like tag us on Instagram or Twitter. Yeah. And sh- of you covering your mouth and being shocked with the shocked Pikachu on your face. But it's really cute because Pikachu saves the baby Pikachu and then like Ash and Brock is like, wow, Pikachu really loves being out here in the wild with other Pikachus. <laughs> and it makes it makes Ash be like, oh, maybe I should leave Pikachu here. He'll be happier without uh-huh. me. And so then Ash is like, bye, Pikachu. And he leaves Pikachu. And it's so sad. And there's all these flashbacks where Ash is like remembering how, all the good times. And then Pikachu, of course, Pikachu follows him. Yeah. And he comes back and he runs into his arms and he catches him. And it's beautiful. And it made ah, Charlie cry. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> it made Charlie cry while we were watching. Oh, my God. That is so funny. Now, conversely, really my Monday update is I've watched some more Digimon, and when we last left them, Devimon uh, separated them all, and they were all on different islands, and then just like the first few episodes where each person kind of got a little showcase of their Digimon, and they got to Digivolve and all that, uh, similar formula where each episode was two people finding each other again, and the gang gotcha. slowly coming back together, and then... Kind of culminating in TK's Patamon digivolving into Anjumon or Anjumon. Right, Anjumon. Um, but the the thing I had to kind of say about my Digimon update and our Monday segment in general is, I am already bored. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I yeah, may yeah. keep watching, but like it's certainly not even interesting enough to like have said the like thirty words I just said. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm well, happy to hear if if uh if ash gets to cinnabar island and beats blaze or whatever his name is blaine i'm happy to yeah. hear like let me know but i'm done uh, updating everybody on digimon <laughs> all right well this has been week two and the last monday everybody hope yeah. you enjoyed it yeah if you really liked mondays tweet at us yeah. tell us to bring it back yeah maybe we can get Maybe Mike can start watching some other show that has Mon in the name. Sure. It's like more interesting. I don't know. Should we go to the break? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Wee! Woo-hoo! And we're stabbed in the back. <laughs> and we're stabbed three. And we're stabbed three. Man, Welcome I'm excited back. to talk about Scream 4 because of all the like stab cold opens. Me too. I oh. honestly might rewatch that too. I watched it like two weeks ago and I kind of want to watch it again. I know. That's the thing with these movies. They are fun. And even like when they're silly, it's it's still full of like fun details. And then like five minutes later, it has completely left my brain. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I like as you were describing like the reason how Gail and Dewey kind of came back together. I was like, oh, okay, I believe you. Like, <laughs> I, I don't remember any of the details. Um, also, watching them all in, like, they start blending together. Yeah, it's like where the it's James like, which Bond movies. It? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, which one is it where this thing happens and which th- this one is? Yeah. Anyway, welcome to the game. This game is called Trilogies. Okay. And it's similar to games I've done before, but it's slightly different because, of course, 
you know I'm using Rotten Tomatoes because I love to make Mike guess Rotten Tomatoes things. So in this game, we're going to look at some of the world's finest trilogies slash most famous okay. trilogies uh-huh. because in this movie, a lot of in Scream, a lot of is talked about trilogies and the rules of trilogies. Sure. And so we're looking at some of the world's best trilogies slash most famous trilogies. And Mike, your goal is to put them in order from highest Rotten Tomatoes score to lowest Rotten Tomatoes okay. score. And bonus points if you can get the percentage right, which I've definitely given you some of these before. Like, I've definitely given you these percentages before, which I don't expect you to remember. That would be insane. Sure. But you might have a slight upper hand because so wait, you probably I'm, know some. I'm these. trying to uh, find the order of the trilogies compared to one another, or the movies within a trilogy. The movies within a trilogy. Okay, okay. So, like for example, mm-hmm. we're gonna start with Scream mm. One, Two, and Three. Initially, just a trilogy, right? Initially, so, just a single movie. Initially, <laughs> just initially just a screenplay. <laughs> a, a screenplay. <laughs> A screenplay, initially called Scary Movie, uh-huh. um, which is a great name. Speaking of trilogies, before we get into this, um, I had a class in college where um, uh, our, I may have even told this story before, but our teacher had a Twitter and it was like right at sort of like the dawn of Twitter or like it becoming like a bit more mainstream. So he would post like clues for the exams on Twitter and like he would like post things about like extra credit opportunities on the test like we would always have an extra credit question that was just like a cute fun thing that you could get like an extra point or whatever if you did it anyway our final for the semester he gave us a bunch of different clues on twitter that all equated to essentially like you gotta know your trilogies and i was like oh i'm gonna fucking nail this lord of the rings star wars like what's it gonna be the matrix and then when I get there, coincidentally at the time, I was in the middle of reading the third Hunger Games book. Um, mm. And uh, the the final te- test question on our final exam was PETA or Gale? <laughs> like, that's all <laughs> of it was. And so, you know, to get the point or the, the three points or whatever it amounted to, you had to write either PETA or Gale. And that's it. <laughs> I wrote like a five paragraph essay <laughs> good good as to like the pros and cons of each and then like so if it means like who do i want katniss to end up with that's one thing but then there's the like who do i relate most to you know like, it was this yeah. whole fucking thing and then on my way home from college that year i uh i i stopped at one point to get gas and i looked at twitter and i was like tagged in a tweet and it was from that professor and he said oh something God. like just got the single best extra credit answer i've ever gotten on a final as a teacher <laughs> incredible i was like yeah yeah <laughs> anyway go ahead that would that would go viral these days i tell totally you. so to start out scream one scream two scream three so Put at them- some point i looked at the rotten tomatoes or by, by accident i saw the rotten tomatoes of scream three and it's like below 50 percent, if i remember so i'm gonna guess it is one two three uh what are your percentages give me, oh, give me what you oh, think oh okay um three I which think was this like, is just for extra credit yeah i think three was like 46 okay and i would guess that one is like 86 and that two is like 71 all right, you are 
close, but no cigar. Because did you, would you believe that Scream 2 is actually rated higher by critics at 81%? That's than insane. Sc- than Scream 1, which has 79%. That's, that is the sort of Return of the King winning the Oscar thing. That's like yeah. critics going, oh, we sort of slept on the first Scream and actually it was good. <laughs> Yeah, although the audience score is reversed for that okay. by a pretty big margin. So Audiences, 81 and 79, is that what you said? 81 and 79, Scream 3 got f- has 41%. 41, and okay. the audience score for, Scree- for Scream 1 is 79% as well. Audience score for Scream 2 is 57%, and then for Scream 3 is 37%. So Yeesh. a pretty steep drop-off, especially between critics and audience consensus on Scream 2. Yeah. Which I like Scream 2, but saying it's better than Scream 1 is insane. Speaking of Scream 2, you know what this movie does that Scream 2 does in terms of like how Star Wars is it like establishing tropes and then repeating yourself, you know? It does mm-hmm. the like two-way glass thing. It does. <laughs> like we it can't hear the again. person who's about to get killed thing. Now, speaking of our podcast, Uh-oh. we got... The original Star Wars trilogy. This one's a this one's a gimme, but I want to see if you can get those percentages. Hmm. Ooh, put them in order from highest to lowest. The original trilogy. Well, you know, I don't know how much of a gimme this is because I don't know how Rotten Tomatoes factors in like the uh, original, you know, reviews of like the eighties mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, late seventies. Mm-hmm. So, because because I would guess it's also like one two three star wars empire return of the jedi because i think critics didn't know what to make of empire at the time but now i wonder if that's the case in the modern era with you know rotten i will tell you what it is and then you will tell me what you think the percentages are okay it is actually currently episode five Mm -hmm. is number one okay then episode four then episode six can you give me the percentages Critic score? Critic score, Okay, yep. I'm going to guess that Empire Strikes Back is like 89. Okay. And Star Wars is like 80. And okay. Return of the Jedi is like 75. Wow, you are being a harsh critic. Oh, okay. S- episode em- Empire is 94, baby. Whoa. Yeah, I guess Star I like Wars- sort of forget how Rotten Tomatoes works. It's Star like Wars- basically favorable versus not favorable, right? Like that's yeah, how they pretty yeah. much. Star Wars Episode Four is ninety two percent. Okay. Star Wars Episode Six is eighty two percent. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. you were being really harsh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Next, Lord of the Rings. Uh-oh. Oh gosh, see, this is another one where like my mm-hmm. opinion might not be the critic opinion. But now I'm going to guess you... that they're all uh, in the like low 90s, high 80s, just to like recalibrate a little. I'm going to guess Two Towers, 90, uh, fellow, uh, Return of the King, 88, Fellowship, 86. Okay, that was pretty good. Your, your percentages are close. They're, they're like the right margin off of each other uh-huh. but they need to, but just like plus five to each of them okay i'm still two, i'm still skewing low yeah you're still being a little harsh two, two towers is number one with 95 percent. yes Ret- return of the king is 93 percent uh fellowship is 92 percent nice so all very good movies apparently i need to rewatch those it's been a minute didn't you watch the extended editions recently i did it all had right. been a while. I used to watch them like once a year. 
We're going now to the Dark Knight trilogy, the uh, newest yes. Batman movies. Okay. Put them in order for me, mm. if you please. I'm going to guess that it is the Dark Knight number one with a bullet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think Batman Begins is a better movie than Dark Knight Rises, but did the critics? I'm going to say they did. Okay. It is Dark Knight, of course, with a bullet. Uh-huh. And surprising to me, Dark Knight Rises second, mm. Batman Begins third. Can you give me percentages? That makes sense because the critics would be giving Dark Knight Rises like points because it's a sequel to The Dark Knight and they yeah. all fucking forgot about Batman Begins. Right. Um, okay. I'm going to say it's like 98, 90, 88. Uh, 94, 87, 84. Okay. So you were close. Dancing around it every time. <laughs> every time you're dancing. If you, if you get, if you get one of these, it's going to be like whenever I get the Star Wars minute <laughs> game, right? It's going to feel so good. Like when you get the Wordle on the second try. Yeah. Never happened to me. I stopped playing Me Wordle neither, but Caitlin did today. What a freak. I got it on three. Today. Nice. That always. Three I, the is first like time I got so it, satisfying. Yeah. The first time I got it on three, I was like, I could never play again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm too good now. Um, now, th- we're going classic trilogies again, and this is just my classic for me. The Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. Okay. <laughs> this one might be a little bit of a gimme, but put them in order yeah, for me. Yeah, I'm going to say it was probably two is the first, and then one, and then three. You're right. Give me those percentages. I'm going to say two just did gangbusters like 96. Okay, and okay. And then one is like 90... And then three is like 80. One is 90. You got it right on yes. the money. <laughs> Two is only 93, though. Oh, wow. And then f- three is 63. Oh! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I should have guessed lower than 80. That was a mistake. People did not like that one. Um, Hell yeah, I got one right on the money. You got one right on the money. Doesn't it feel so good? It does. We're going to Back to the Future now. Mm. Hmm. All right. One, two, three. Put them in order for me. You know, I think I might say it's one, two, three. <laughs> you know, would you believe it is one, three, two? I would believe that. I, I think that um, movie critics in 19... When did the second and third come out? It was the same year. Probably 1988. Um, uh, 89. 89. And then ni- 90 was part three. Oh, okay. They They shot them at the same time, and they came out within a year of one another, but maybe not the same calendar year. But I'm going to guess that the critics in 1990 all were horny for fucking Western movies. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah, 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 for sure. Um, okay, so one, three, two, that's fine. I'm going to say that one is far and away above the other two and that three and two are kind of close together. So I'm going to say like 94, uh, 84, and 80. Uh, 96 for one. Okay. 80 for three. Yes. Six, 65 for oh, two. Oh, oh, I see. 65. Yeah. Jesus, that's sort of surprising. I know. I was like, it's better than that. It is weird, that. but it isn't bad. It's like, it's the classic act two where yeah, you can exactly. kind of just do a bunch of crazy shit. Maybe we're, because we're it around. didn't end, you know, it would just yeah. sort of like stopped and then it was time to watch the third one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
Um, cl- classic again for me, for Josiah, the X-Men trilogy, the initial X-Men mm-hmm, trilogy. Mm-hmm. X-Men X2 and X-Men The Last Stand. Put them in order for me. Well, so I'm going to have to do the Raimi Spider-Man order, I think. Two, one, three. You're right. Can you get the percentages? I'm going to say two was, let's see, that was like in the early 2000s and... Spider-Man was so good and X-Men I think was probably fringy enough that like critics probably thought it less of it than they did of Spider-Man bizarrely. I'm going to say like 2 was 90 and 1 was 88 and 3 was like 62. Your closest with 3 there. X2 had 85%, X-Men has 82% okay. and X-Men 3 has 57%. Wow, yeah. Just dog yeah. shit. Yeah, just a, just not a great flick. Um, I'm picturing like Ebert and Roper at the time being like, they tried to do Dark Phoenix and they just sort of <laughs> shit the bed, <laughs> as opposed to just being like real film critics. <laughs> yeah, they're like it was. It was they're a both real... like big Claremont stands. <laughs> yeah, they love just that era of X Men comics. They love the 70s, 90s. Leonard okay. Malton was like, that was now, no John Byrne joint. <laughs> <laughs> now. We've done this before, so I'm interested to see if you can remember. The Toy Story trilogy, Toy Story 1, 2, 3. Hmm. This is tough because they all kind of do a different thing. I think people love Toy Story 2, but like for me, number one with a bullet without any competition is Toy Story 1. Okay, uh, okay. Because of fucking these guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, legs, you're with Ducky. The Sid guys. Um, so I think I might have to guess one, two, three. You are technically correct. Can you give me the percentages? technically correct so i wonder if one and two are tied Mm. so like 93 93 and um 90 toy story one and two this is what i was gonna be curious if you remembered toy story one and two both have 100 percent Wow. Uh, Toy Story 3, 98%. Jesus. That's yeah. right, because in the more recent day and age, like, high, high, high Rotten Tomatoes scores are not, like, super rare anymore. No, not as rare. They're still not very many at 100%, but they're not as rare. Man, 100%. For two of them to have 100% is just crazy. Yeah. Well, and Toy Story 2 did such a great sequel thing of, like... You know, the big hotshot new guy in town and the first one is Buzz Lightyear. And then because he's new and then we find out Woody's actually a hotshot because he's old, you know, like they right, do that right, right. sequel thing where it's like, OK, let's just throw away flip. everything and turn it upside down. <laughs> yeah. Let's just flip roles real quick. Yeah. Let's do True West, but we'll trade roles every night. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> last one. Yeah, wait, who did that? It was the freaking what's his name? They and did what's that with name? Jekyll and Hyde recently too. Like Jason Siegel and um, not recently. This was probably fucking. What's 10 his years name? Ago. The guy who played. Oh my god, this is the worst credit. But Dewey Cox and Walk Hard. What's his freaking name? Oh yeah, name? John C. Riley. John C. Riley, John C. Riley, and I want to say Philip, Philip Seymour, Seymour Hoffman. Hoffman. Yes. Yeah, and they would like flip a coin to see who was going to play which part each night. Yeah. Which True West is a great play for that because it's just two angry men. Right. Right. <laughs> so it's like you can both play that part for sure. Right. Um. Last one, just to go with our show and a recent month, 
the Matrix trilogy. Mm. I think for sure that's one, two, three. It is one, two, three. Now, I'm really interested to see if you can get these percentages. Yeah, my guess is because, like, audiences hated the sequels, but critics, they didn't love them, but I think they gave them a bit fairer of a shake. So I'm going to guess one is, like, 98, and that two is, like, 79, and three is, like, 70. Okay, you are way off. Oh, shit. Which this is what's interesting to me. The Matrix, eighty-eight percent. Wow. Are you are you kidding That's me? That's so fucked. That's fucked up. The <laughs> fact that it's not above ninety is a joke. Yeah, that's really fucking crazy. It's an absolute joke. I mean, it did weirdly I mean, like it was a huge commercial success for like what it was, but like it was weird and like it wasn't huge names and it was these directors no, no one true. had heard of, you know, like it's true. It was a, it was a swing. Um, matrix reloaded 73%, 88, 73. What I said? 70 something. I think, didn't I? you did say 70 something. You were close with that one. Now this is what's crazy to me. Audience and critic scores are very close for matrix one and two matrix revolutions. It's critic score. 35 percent oh man yeah 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 audience is 60 percent though so it's much more consistently like with the other ones but like the drop off which is seems crazy to me because reloaded and revolutions are such a package deal to me Uh, completely i'm like that i'm like you're telling me that you that you you as critics could see two and be like yeah that was pretty good and yeah, then see three and be like that to me feels like critics felt burned after seeing the second one and then we're just like this one fucking sucked too yeah exactly it feels it, it feels in uh, like inconsistent cuz it's like no I you can't I say i agree that it is significantly worse than the first two yeah but like 30 something is kind of crazy yeah. Thirty something percent is like not acknowledging that like a team of people made a movie. You know what I mean? Like and got like that is saying that they got more wrong than they got right by like a two to one margin, a really large margin. Yeah, like (laughs) like that's like not acknowledging that they had like miniature models and CGI and like you know like like I feel like a thirty five percent is like the room. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. I wonder what the room has on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, that 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 was trilogies. Yay! That was fun. One of the one of the many games where I make Mike guess numbers. <laughs> yeah, the numbers. room. The room has twenty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I mean, you're like, telling me you're telling me that the Matrix Revolutions is ten percent better than the room, right? Like critically, critically, <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Even if we even if we're just looking at intentions. Yeah. Like it meets its intentions a lot more. It's silly. It's a silly. Ratings are all fake anyway. It does none of it matters. Sure. But I like looking at them because I think it's interesting. Speaking uh, of, we just watched um we we got uh, a 7-day free trial to Broadway HD, which is a oh. streamer that has a woefully sorry low amount of titles. Yeah, because um, Broadway and, is stupid. Yeah, but we uh I really wanted to watch the Pippin from like seven the seventies. In fact, it was shot in like the early eighties, I think. But um first of all, 
bullshit terrible quality <laughs> like no, the no. audio is terrible the video is not all that good but anyway i love pippin it's not uh this this production was not terribly well documented and the show itself is like certainly like not super compelling but i love it because i was in it as a kid anyway we got the trial to watch that and then we've watched i think only one other thing on there so far but it was a like covid rehearsal studio production of title of show whoa um, and it was uh british folks so, but that, that story is about like new yorkers making a play on broadway you know so yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. all doing american accents like plus or minus but uh <laughs> we need to get rid of it tomorrow anyway the reason i brought that up is because we also recently watched a community production of uh spelling bee on youtube because nice. we were talking about spelling bee and wait now why did i bring that up <laughs> uh ratings oh, uh, oh yes it was ratings oh, oh it was because title of show not because of spelling bee um there's a whole scene in that in that show where uh the two writers are on the phone with each other and one's like did you see the bad review we got and the other one's like you're not supposed to read reviews those don't even matter and then someone else calls the guy who just said that and she's like did you see the great review we got in the times and he's like oh my god and he like calls like recalls the other guy he's like did you see the great review we got and he's like i thought you said don't read those and he's like that was just some bullshit i pulled out of my ass to make us feel better <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, having been in shows that get reviews, mm -hmm. it is a weird thing. Like, there's always a, like, oftentimes there's a conversation amongst the theater company, but they'll send out an email and be like, don't talk about reviews in the uh, rehearsal space, or uh -huh. I guess not rehearsal space, more like dressing room. Right. It's like, don't talk about reviews in the dressing room backstage, because not everyone likes to hear them yeah right good or bad because sometimes people like i mean i always read them because i don't give a fuck yeah right if 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 the people like or don't like me i'm like like i have been mentioned by name in a review one time uh -huh. and it was and it was great I, and they liked it and i was like fucking fantastic yeah that's I say a one nice time. feeling <laughs> one show i was in where i had a part big enough to get mentioned by name right in the reviews and that was cool Every other time, I've never been big enough to get it, to get it, but I'll still read them because I want to know what they think. And if they don't like it, I'll be like, okay, I can look at things. I don't know. I feel like I can look at my own performance and the performance I'm in objectively enough to be like, yeah, I can see where they're coming from. Yeah. Like, unless they just didn't get the concept entirely, in <laughs> right. which case I'm like, that's like, fine. Oh, well, then you can throw this whole review out. <laughs> yeah, art is completely subjective. Right. So if you didn't get it and you didn't like it because you didn't get it, then like, that's fine right. like we don't all like everything it's okay yeah but it's weird reviews are weird i was in a show when i still lived in indy uh it was like a live sitcom and so like mm. every other week they would have a new episode and we would do last week's episode and then we would do the next week's episode um that's fun like for the people who came and uh i was like a classic mike gospel type character like a, i was an intern um, mm -hmm. and I remember as I was like learning the script and like making acting decisions for all that, that mattered for a one night only sitcom for nobody at a cabaret, you know, like not for mm -hmm. nobody, but like a small house one time only with other comedy dorks. Uh, but yet to that level of making acting decisions, I was like, just don't do Michael Sarah do like, cause that's like, <laughs> that's me. And I was like, maybe yeah. I'll try to do like Kenneth the Page from from uh, Thirty yeah. Rock or that sort of energy, um, which isn't 
dissimilar from Michael Sarah, but it's more um uh like blissfully ignorant confidence as opposed to like nervous boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got a review and it was like kind because it knew what the thing was, which was sort of like a shoestring rinky dink little comedy show. It wasn't right. like lauding us for creating high art by any stretch but uh it was like generally kind of nice but then it called me out by name specifically and said that i was good but said like um you know ashley the intern played by a dead ringer for george michael bluth from arrested development mike gospel (laughs) and i was like no that's what i was trying not to do the one thing i was trying not to do no damn That's hilarious. I thought that was they so They got funny. you, man. They freaking got you. I was like, well, I guess that's me. Well, we talked about trilogies, and we talked about how Princess Leia's in this movie. I was going to say, but... yeah, Princess Leia, like, as, like, a reference in this movie that is about trilogies, like, they say it, they say that as much, is funny because, like, um, the big reveal of Return of the Jedi is Princess Leia, like, that right. she's Luke's sister. And so it's that like kind what, of funny that like the the trilogy most person of Star Wars, Leia. Yeah, is Char- in this Charlie movie. like literally while we were watching it, Charlie was like, "What's the thing in Star Wars that changes everything, or like that's different from what you originally thought?" And I was like, "I told her, I was like, yeah, it's just it's that that's like they were brother and sister the whole time because right. there's just nothing like to in legi- this movie." The reveal of Darth Vader is much more cool and satisfying than the reveal of, like, right. actually, they were brother and sister the whole time. <laughs> well, holy shit, I didn't even realize that, that that is, they're literally, the fact that they, like, talk about Star Wars and that they're brother and sister the whole yes, time. Yes, the killer is, is her brother. <laughs> the same twist at the end of this one. They're yeah. brother and sister the whole time. That's crazy. I didn't realize that. These movies are so wild because they tell you exactly what they're going to do. Uh-huh. And then they and then do they, it. <laughs> and then they do it. And it still makes me go like, whoa. Like, oh my God. How wow. <laughs> How did they do that? Yeah. It's like, they, we told you what we were going to do. Yeah, totally. We literally had Jamie Kennedy get on screen and say, this is what we're going to do. Yeah, they're just really good at sort of lulling you. It's like, it's like, um... That sort of thing that like magicians will do sometimes where they're like, okay, I'm going to teach you a trick. And then they yeah. show you how they do like the most basic part of it. But then all of a sudden they're like pulling shit from places you weren't even thinking to look. And it's like, oh, this was never about you teaching me a trick. <laughs> right. This is, oh, now I understand. This you're is about you engaging me. me and making me feel included. And then you're like pulling a thing like literally out of my ear. Like it was in there somehow. <laughs> there should be a, that makes me want to see a magician who's like, whole deal is that they're like like trying there's a whole the the prelude to the trick is them just like becoming friends with you it's like a real (laughs) like you meet like at a bar and you like hit it off (laughs) like they you are you are invited to like and maybe it's romantic you don't know yet Mm -hmm. like you're seeing where things are going and they invite you to the show and they're like this is my friend jim and then you're like, hi. And you don't even know they're a magician. Yeah. You've been lured into such a false sense of security that you don't even know they're a magician. That'd be and a then fun we'll- uh, like twist to put in our Choose Your Own Adventure podcast. <laughs> like, okay, for uh, if you want to go into the cave, you know, go to podcast episode like 12. But if you want to stay at the bar, go to episode 19. And then it's like yes. the person you're talking to ends up like 
doing some kind of long con magic trick on you <laughs> they just are like the the yeah 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 this is good okay we'll remember that this is good normally uh-huh. we have these kind of great ideas on the on the yeah. patreon it but was this all is a that. magic trick we'll put that on our little sticky note <laughs> yeah it was all a magic the whole time I, I want less it was all a dream the whole time yeah. and more this was all an elaborate magic trick yeah this is all this weird sort of like magic gaslighting <laughs> yeah Someone comes in at the end of every movie from now on and goes, (laughs) (laughs) while they're holding like a jack of clubs and it's like, huh? Yeah. yeah. And a golden brick falls from the sky. Yeah. Right. right. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Wait, a story that begins the first line is, and he held out the jack of clubs and said, is this your card? And then you read an entire book. Like, it's just sort of like, you know how like chapters will open with like a sentence, but then like something else will actually be the, the prose yeah, of the yeah, story. Sure. That's the first like chapter opener sentence. And then at the very end, uh, like the person is having some sort of like card trick done to them and they grab the jack of clubs. <laughs> yep. It tells you right out of the gate. Uh-huh. This is a trilogy. Now, this is fun. What if, can we just, (laughs) that would like, the the idea of trying to like write down a magic trick, like to describe a magic trick in (laughs) in prose is very funny (laughs) to me. Like his hands moved in a fast way. Yeah. And I Something was up, see. but I couldn't tell what. <laughs> I couldn't tell. Like it would be really easy to do because you'd be like, yeah. he moved around and then hit, the card came out it and was it like was the magic. right card. <laughs> 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 like there's no way. If you want it to be, uh, if you want to get get across the fact that it was a good magic trick, you can't describe it yeah, that right. well because then people will it's know like when what people happened. people describe a song. Like. Yeah. Yeah. What are you gonna? It's it was. Some, it sounded good. I can't good. remember who the quote is by, but it's some famous artist, like a Picasso or a Dolly or something. Is like, um, or maybe it's a famous Dolly, architect. Dolly I can't remember, but it's something. Yeah, uh, Dolly Parton. Um, Salvador Dolly Parton. That should be something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, it's working nine to five, but the five is like upside down, and the nine <laughs> is melting off. <laughs> yeah, the clock. The clock. It's it's the nine to five yeah. clock, but it's melting. Um, but uh, the quote that I'm misattributing is. Uh, something like writing about music is like dancing about architecture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's about, that sounds about right. You dance about architecture all the time. I do. That's true. <laughs> you love buildings. Uh-huh. And I, sh- uh, I show my love with the movements of my body. <laughs> <laughs> with dance. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, anyway um, is there sneaking around? Yes. Sure. Do you want us on the internet? If you would do, you we can didn't even it. give this a rating. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I, um, I think I think uh, I've got it's, a it's, unit of measure already picked out. Yeah, and I think it, yeah they're sneaking around, and and it is like very aware of being a trilogy, but it is like and it's very meta, which is a Star Wars characteristic. It's very meta, but otherwise, you know, it's a it's like a comedy it's, horror movie. It's comedy horror, which we've mentioned before. Two things that Star Wars explicitly does not yeah. do. What did we give Scream Two? Do you remember? I don't remember, I don't like either. a three or something. What was know. the? Um, I I refuse to be. We just did this. I refuse to be held accountable for anything I've said in the past on this show, yeah, and sure. that includes the the ratings we have literally just given something a week earlier. Right. 
Okay, so my unit of measure is going to be entries in a film franchise. (laughs) Good, good, good. Mine will be... um, Let's see. Mine will be... Voices and a voice changer. (laughs) I think I'm going to give it three. Yeah, that's where I am. Scream three, stab three, it gets a three. Scream three, stab three, it gets a three. Well, folks, and I mean, we did like, it. You know, from sandwiches to Star Wars. Sandwiches to Star Wars, it's a three. Uh, Tune in next week for Scream 4, yeah. and then the week after that, we're going to do the new Screams, yeah. which is just which called, is called Scream. Scream. Yeah, you know what's funny? We'll talk about this next week for sure, but like Scream 4 is all about like being a reboot. Like, what mm-hmm. the fuck are they going to do with Scream 5? <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm curious to be to see how it goes. Yeah. Um, well, do you want us on the internet? Because if you do, you can find us at How Star Wars Is It on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us at a good podcast at gmail.com. Sandra, we're still waiting yeah. for you to respond. Um, that, uh, and yeah, yeah, we love to Patreon. get your tweets and your Instagrams and your emails. Um, we also love the, the select few of you who subscribe to our Patreon. We and do. If this is the first time you're hearing of this, I, I'd be shocked. <laughs> but <laughs> we have a Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash howstarwarsisit, where every week we do an additional bonus episode. In fact, we just recorded this week's uh, right before this tonight. We usually start out our night recording the Patreon to go all bonkers and cover a bunch of different stories of, of things we uh, just like-, like or movies we watched or like barber shop. Uh, stories. <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, that's anyway. only five dollars a month to get a, a weekly bonus episode plus a monthly commentary of the different uh, Star Wars films, and we're almost done with all eleven Star Wars films of uh, watching we along are. and talking during them. We are getting very close, and we're going to do some different other kind of contracts. And we've also had some interesting ideas over there on the Patreon for future content that you should go listen yeah, to the right. Patreon to hear what those ideas are, because we're not going to spoil them all. Just what the ideas are. <laughs> yeah. Who knows not, if we'll follow gonna, through with them. <laughs> yeah, we may do them. Yeah. Maybe. But sandwiches of Star Wars, it's about time for today. Bye bye. <laughs> so like we always say, we, we love, love you. you. And, and may the fourth be with you. Bye bye. You wanna die, Sydney? <laughs> you wanna die, Sydney? <laughs> What's your favorite scary movie? What's your favorite color? <laughs> What's your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. What's your favorite color? Red. <laughs> Cause blood. 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 Like that YouTube video.